Welcome to It's Your Town Beach Talk. I'm your host, Gary Sarantola. On this program, my guest is Ron Eagle, resident of Wasaga Beach and in particular Allenwood Beach, former NHL and WHA referee and candidate for Wasaga Beach Town Council. Ron takes us through his history with Allenwood Beach, talks about his NHL and WHA career, and shares his passions related to Wasaga Beach and where he thinks Ontario Parks and the town of Wasaga Beach can improve to meet the service requirements of its visitors and its residents. We're going to take a short break right now, and when we're back, I'll be talking with Ron Eagle, resident of Allenwood Beach, former NHL and WHA referee, and candidate for Wasaga Beach Town Council. You'll even hear about a quick career highlight of Ron's about hockey's great Bobby Orr. We'll learn more about Ron Eagle, his family, his history with the beach, and his passion to improve what we're doing in Wasaga Beach to make this the preferred community in which to live, work, and play. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Is there a week this summer when your cottage might be vacant? Cottage Dreams offers recent cancer survivors time at a donated cottage to rejuvenate after successfully completing treatment. Currently, the Cottage Dreams Cancer Recovery Cottage Lending Program is looking for volunteers, new summer cottage donations, and accepting visitor applications for a midweek cottage getaway Sunday to Friday to help a recent cancer survivor and their family reconnect. Sunday to Friday, when you're not using your cottage, would mean the world. For details and to sign up online, visit cottagedreams.org. Beach Booster Group is a proud supporter of Cottage Dreams. Hi, Beachers. I'm here with Ron Eagle, resident of Wasaga Beach, and in particular, Allenwood Beach, former NHL WHA referee and candidate for Wasaga Beach Town Council this year. Welcome, Ron. Thanks for having me, Gary. Ron, before we get started, would you please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, Gary, I was born in Toronto in a little town there called Mount Dennis, Ontario, which I happened to run into a bunch of people in Wasiga Beach that were from Mount Dennis. I thought I was the only one, but obviously I'm not. I was one of five children. My dad died when I was uh, three years old and married with a wife of 51 years, Faye, and I have three wonderful children, a daughter in Australia with uh, two grandchildren. I have a daughter and lives in Acton with two grandchildren and I have a son who lives in Georgetown with one grandchild. So no shortage of family around here, huh? No. And they seem to find their way to Wasega Beach every weekend, which is lovely because I see more of them now than I've ever had in my life, so it's great. And how did you get to Wasaga Beach yourself? Well, I started coming here around 1950. Uh, we used to come up with a bunch of people, especially May 24th weekend, we used to rent a cottage, and there'd be about four or five couples, and we'd spend uh, three or four days, and then it led into when we got a little older and got married, we rented four cabins down at uh, Allenwood Beach, and we all had our families up there for two weeks every summer for about 10 years. So I, you have some roots in Allenwood Beach then? Uh, I've been coming here for almost 40 to 50 years altogether, and uh I know a lot of people in the in the uh, east end of the beach, in Allenwood especially, and uh, I love them. They've been always very, very polite and cordial, I would say, to, to myself and my family. And we decided to move here in 2004. I bought an old lodge and renovated it on the water. And um, I bought the cabin behind me as well, which I sold to my son. My son's here most of the time, too, and my wife and I and family, and we thoroughly enjoy it. And tell us a little bit about the lodge. What was the history around the lodge? The lodge originally was one of the first buildings in Allenwood Beach. Back in the 1940s, it was actually a dance hall, believe it or not. 
and the people would park right on the beach there and they would come into the lodge at night and there was a big fireplace in there and they'd all sit around and put their feet up and everything else and there was cabins around it and it was called the Winnebagan Lodge, I believe it is. It's We have a picture of it with the name written on the roof with all the old cars parked out the front of it. The prices were like 25 cents for this and 50 cents for that. It was just astronomical back in the 50s. Incredible. So are, are you telling me it's still party around the Eagle Home? There's always a party going on at the Eagle Home. Our door is like a revolving door. Uh, people coming and going all the time, and we love it. We love the people. We love to see the people. And, of course, uh, this isn't um, uh, an advertisement, but with my ice cream stand on the beach, I have so much fun with the children and the parents and laughing and joking all the time. And I don't make any money because between the grandchildren and the parents and everybody else eating and all, I, I don't make no money, but I have an awful lot of fun doing it. So tell me a little bit more about this ice cream business. How did it get started? What did you do? Well, what happened was we called the Beach Zamboni for hockey, okay? Right. But anyways, uh, it's an extended ice cream cart. There was a great need because we have nothing at the east end of the beach. I went to the town and I asked the town, their variety store that was there went out of business because of uh, the Walmart and uh, he just couldn't survive. So there was no place with inside of four kilometers for anybody to go to get a bottle of water, ice cream, potato chips or anything. So I went to the town and I said, I'd like to supply this service because I'm doing it strictly as a hobby. If you think I'm making any money, you can have the money. Pay me $12 an hour if you want. Well, they didn't like that idea because they knew it was probably going to be a losing proposition. So it ended up, first of all, the ministry gave me a license to operate on the sand road. But then the ministry, um, they kept increasing the permit fee that was absolutely impossible to operate. And they told me as much as that they did it on purpose because they didn't want any vendors in the park. To this day, I don't know why, because you're fully insured, fully this, fully that. But if you can imagine, they wanted $1,500 for two months to sell ice cream. My goodness. Now, now how much ice cream would you have to sell to make $1,500? (laughs) And that's the kind of thing that also I'm going to get into right now that we're dealing with with the ministry in a lot of ways with with our, our beach. I call it our beach. I don't call it the ministry's beach, however they call it. A park and a beach does not go together. We're going to get back to M&R, but I, you mentioned Zamboni, so I want you to talk a little bit about your history before we get into some of the other areas of our discussion. Okay, um, hockey. Um, I was very fortunate enough that at the age of 23, um, I had worked in the Ontario Hockey League for uh, four years. After I served my apprenticeship, I was lucky enough to sign a contract with the National Hockey League. From there, I uh, worked five years in the National Hockey League, four years as a linesman, one year as a referee, and then I went to the World Hockey Association for eight years as a referee. When you worked for the NHL, were you working in Toronto? I worked all over. All over? All over Canada and the United States. You traveled with the teams? No, we all traveled individually. We traveled individually by ourselves most of the time. And the reason for that being is because of weather and stuff, they always had to make one sure one official would get to the next town on time. Uh, We had no affiliations with the teams whatsoever. We weren't allowed to travel with the teams. We uh, did all our own bookings. We did all our own itinerary, all our own travel, everything all on our own. And then you moved on to the WHA. Then I moved on to the WHA when the WHA was formed in 1972. And uh, it lasted for eight years. I worked for full eight years as a referee in the World Hockey Association. And at one time we had 26 teams in there. 
And then, of course, they amalgamated with the National Hockey League after that. I imagine that you had some senior status in the WHA. Did you mentor other young yeah. people coming up? I was. I was also. I was the founder. One of the founders of the uh, association for the uh, National Hockey League Referees Association, and I was the founder of the World Hockey Association Referees Association. So you have some leadership experience, Ron. Yes. Also, uh, when I left a referee. I had my own business for 20 years. I was very fortunate. The National Hockey League called me up and asked me if I would come back and train and develop officials for them. So I had a good rapport, even with the National Hockey League, after leaving and going to the World Hockey Association. So for 15 years, I stayed in the National Hockey League, training and developing and supervising officials for them, right up till 2004. Well, that's a great story in yeah, terms of career-wise. But um, my highlight always of my hockey career, I was working the game uh, in 1972, when Bob Uar scored the goal diving through the air, and uh, that was that's my pride and joy, and I I, I will always remember that. So that's a career highlight, and yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Let's get back to Allenwood Beach. What do you think so great about Wasaga Beach and Allenwood Beach? As everybody knows or should know, that this is probably the most prestige piece of property in Ontario or in Canada. My feelings are is we're letting it go to waste. We're not utilizing what we have. And we should be very proud of what we have, but I am not happy at all with the way it's going and what I see. So what do you see? I see, to put it point blank, a mess. The downtown strip, which is constantly, I hear about what we're gonna do and what we're gonna do and what we're gonna do. To me, I drive through there and I see these buildings, it looks almost like a slum. So when you say downtown strip, are you talking about Main Street? I'm talking about the beach. The beach, the beach one and two? Beach one and two. Well, beach two, no, beach two now I think is beautiful. Ah. I think with the park there and with the, the way that they fixed it up, I think it's really, really nice. I was there on Sunday uh, for the birthday party and I think that they, they've done a wonderful job on beach two. But Beach One is, it, I'm embarrassed to say that, uh, you know, people come here and to see that and the way it is. I'm also very, very upset, and I've voiced my opinion about the MNR and the washroom facilities. And the MNR being Ministry of Natural Resources. Courses, right. Uh, if you run a business and you own a business and you had washrooms like they have on the beach for the general public to use, you'd be closed down. In a minute, in a minute. They're supposed to be running a beach, but they can get away with it. And how, I don't know. I've questioned it. I wrote articles about it. I get nowhere. I'll just give you a quick story. I'm sitting on my ice cream cart last year, and I had a lady walk up to me, and she said to me, she says, Ron, she says, um, I just took my granddaughter into the washroom down there. And she turned around to me and said, uh, but Grandma, where do I wash my hands? Now, what would you think if you came to Wasega Beach and you heard that? That's really nice, isn't it? That's a pretty telling story, Ron. It is. And I'll tell you, it got me right there. And I said, I'm going to do something about this. I got to. The Ministry of Natural Resources, I, I, I've had many battles with them over the years. I didn't come up here to fight with anybody. I come up here to enjoy myself. And is this through Ontario Parks? Yes, Ontario Parks. From what I found out, it doesn't matter what happens on the beach. The MNR, to me... A park, a Canada park, and a beach do not mix. You can't have both. It's either a beach or it's a park. 
because they want to make this beach designated for this, and they want to make this part designated for that. They want to close down this part. They want to do this. They want to do that. They want to build sand dunes. They want. What is it? Is it a beach or is it a park? We advertise this as Wasega Beach. This is where people are to come to enjoy themselves, have fun, have a picnic, have a swim, sunbathe. Not here for people walking around, between them, looking in their coolers, up and down, can't do this, can't do that, don't pick up a stone, don't do this, don't do that. To me, it's all wrong. And I think the whole thing behind this is, now we got a situation where it's a constant fight over kiteboarding. Kiteboarding, most of the people in Wasega Beach don't know. Kiteboarding is a beautiful sport, but the MNR will not govern it. They will not regulate it. So what do we got? We got kiteboarders flying up and down amongst the swimmers in six feet of water. These kiteboards go 80 kilometers an hour. Nobody does anything about it. The MNR will do nothing. They say, we've, uh, we've decided to open up Allenwood Beach for kiteboarding. In the near future, Ron, I understand that the MNR or Ontario Parks are going to open up Discussions for a master plan. Are mm-hmm. you aware of that master plan yes, and when it's going to happen? And yes, and it's just about like anything else uh, with uh, the MNR. Uh, we've asked uh, for our association to be part of that plan to have the uh, the resident input into the plan for the park. Uh, we received a letter from the head of the ministry, Mr. Rosetti, last week uh, stating that when the plan does officially get underway, that we are be considered to be on that. And when is it scheduled to be underway, do you know? Well, we can't really say. It was supposed to start last year, but now I'm finding out that they have three years to put it together. Um, this is just another, in my own personal opinion, stall tactic of the MNR, which they always tell you they're going to do this and they do that, but... And now we've supposed to have met with the MNR for three years now because the MNRs had meetings with the Kiteboarding Association and they promised to have meetings with the residents, but that has not come. Every year they put it off and they don't bother. So who do you think you should be talking to at the MNR, Ontario Parks or even the Ontario government, say? Okay, that's the next question. We have written letters to the head of the parks. We've written letters to the uh, minister. The parks. His answer is, you um, have to go through the park commander or the park superintendent. Superintendent. Uh, he is responsible for all actions in that park. So, in other words, they don't do nothing. They won't do anything. So, it's up to the gentleman that's in charge to pretty well do what he wants to do. And are there any other areas in Allenwood Beach that you'd like to change, or any kind of process that's going on that you'd like to change? Uh, only thing I would like to ch- see changed is that, to be all honest, I would love if it came true that the beach was turned back to the town and the town run it as a beach. And that way there, everybody... I don't agree with people that are residents of Wasega Beach. If they want to drive down to the beach, have to pay $14.50 to park on the beach. I think that's a travesty that you live in a town where we've got the best beach in the world and you can't use it. You tell me how many single moms can afford $14.50 to go down to the beach for a day if they want to go down with beach. And I understand now that Sobble Beach doesn't charge anyone That's to park right, at the exactly. beach. Why do you think that is? Because they realize, you know, what, 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 what else does Wasega Beach do for its residents? What else can they enjoy? 
We don't even have a park in the east end of the beach. There's $40.2 million in the budget for the next three years in infrastructure in Wasega Beach. Not five cents in the east end. What's that make you think? So you have some plans for that capital allocation. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's things like that. Like, I don't want to get into the politics part of it right now, but i got to be honest about one thing. When you've got three councillors living on one street and the majority of council are all in the central part of town, where is all the money going to go? I understand. So are you making an argument for the ward system? Yes, I am making a big argument. That would be the first thing that I would challenge uh, if I got on council. And I think that there's a lot of other people that are running for council that agree with me. So do you think there'd be more accountability if we did have a ward system? I think there'd be a lot more accountability. And tell me why. Because, first of all, people feel that they've got somebody to go to that they can trust. They voted for that person. They have trust in that person. Today, they don't feel like they have trust in the council system that we have because they don't know who to contact. If they want to talk to anybody, they've got to make up a petition, take it to council, go through committee, do this, do that, to be heard. Whereas this way here, I think they can go to their councillor, their council can represent them if they think it's a just cause, and, and look after their complaint. Whereas now, why are we tying up council with all these little piddly things that things could be looked after by council members? So you're saying council members could really look after their constituency? Exactly. Exactly. And I'm all for it. And I, I, think, that, I think that all people that are elected should be accountable. And if you're going to be accountable for an area, then you should be accountable for that area. Ron, you mentioned a few things. So how would you go about making some changes for Wasaga Beach? The first thing I would like to see is, I, I would like to see a cost study done. A cost study for policing. I think that our policing is so big amount of our budget that it could be looked into. I understand that we had a 40% increase in policing this year. I don't know until I actually am elected whether or not that is $360 per household. I don't know whether that's for 12 months of the year or if it's for seasonal residents or what it is. But I know that the OPP has to be the highest paid police force in Canada, no matter what. Thanks in to, Canada? Well, I don't know if it's in Canada, yeah. but in Ontario for sure. That was due to Mr. McGinty. Thank him for that. I think it was that through labor negotiations, he gave them that right. Now, I understand that some of the towns like Innisfil and stuff like that have gone to their own policing. I would like to be able to cost study with them to see if we would be way further ahead to have our own policing and maybe amalgamate with a couple of the communities in Simcoe, like maybe Collingwood, maybe uh, Elmville, maybe Stainer. So you're looking at something compared to, say, Halton? Or? Yeah, Halton. Well, Peel's a little yeah. bit different story, but, right. but Innisfil, I understand, have their own now. Right. So I would like to do a study on them to see what it's costing, what it costs to implement it, and what would be the savings. It's a pretty simple thing, I think, to see if it's feasible to do our own. That's one thing. The other thing is our tax base, our tax base here is based on strictly on residential pretty well and business. We have no industry. 
And talking to a friend of mine who is a tax assessor for, for uh, Simcoe, says the biggest problem with Wasega Beach is they have no industry. I would like to encourage industry to come to Wasega Beach. It would not only create some jobs, but it would help greatly for our tax base. To me, it's very important. Um, I don't know if you can think of any, but I can't think of much industry that we have here. Tourism is the only one that we have. Well, one of my areas that I'm focused on is the creative economy. And I think there's people that we can get, we can attract here because of the quality of life that our area offers. And the major part of their business is done over the internet or some traveling and where they work in the GTA, but they will bring more money to the area to encourage perhaps small manufacturers to set up because then there's a bigger base of talented people and and those kind of things to, to start it off. One statistic is that there's three film companies in Collingwood. Why shouldn't there be a film company in Wasaga Beach? Mm -hmm. We get extra grants from Ontario TV and film, a 10% additional uh, grant for production filming outside of the GTA. So we've got some incentives to make that happen. And I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. And I don't know why we're not encouraging industrial and growth. Because without it, our tax base is going to keep growing. It has to. And... There's no need for it. I mean, even small towns like Elmville, they have industry. I mean, Aurelia, uh, any any small town around here, Stainer, Collingwood, they all got industry. We don't have any. And it's a shame. And Aurelia's on the rise because of their focus on the educational side. Yep. They have Lakehead University there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have other colleges. So that's uh, starting the... The, uh, the tipping point for getting more industry to be attracted to that area. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like we don't have a strategy at all to be able to do that. None. None. And there's nobody uh, that I can see in town hall encouraging that. So what are you going to be doing over the next three months, say? Eating a lot of ice cream. Eating a lot of ice cream. <laughs> I'm just going to try and get the message across and, and um, hope that the people believe in what I believe in and what I want to fight for. The other thing that, that I'm very, very high on here, other than the ward system, is is medical facility. We need a medical center badly in Wasega Beach. I don't like it when people come to me and they've got a cut or they've got a headache or they've got a rash or something like that there, and they say, well, where can I go for medical attention? And they tell me they either have to go to Barry or Collingwood. We don't have anything. We should have a medical facility the county just spent $85 million to build the best health facility there is in Penetang. Other towns are coming from all over and cities to look at this as a satellite. It is state of the art. Penetang, what is their population? Is it any bigger than Wasega Beach? $87 million. What does Wasega Beach have? What is the county doing for Wasega Beach when it comes to medical? Given the fact that we have the infrastructure for larger growth capability, why wouldn't they take a look at Wasaga Beach? Well, aren't we supposed to double our population in the next 10 years? That's correct. And what are we going to do for medical? Given that 39% of our population is 60 plus years at this point in time. But they build a uh, care center in Penetang. I don't know. Some of these things just don't make sense to me, and that's why. That's why. Like, there's there's a lot of things. And the other thing that that sort of I, I I don't understand is everything we we go to do. I've been just about at every council meeting for the last eight months, ten months. 
everything we seem to go and do either revolves around getting advice from somebody else and paying an extra number of dollars for it. I would like to just see how much we've spent on consultants in the last three years, which to me is a waste of money. That's my own personal opinion. If we don't have qualified people working in town hall, and from what I understand, the salaries that they're making are not qualified to make some decisions and to figure out some of the things that this town needs, then we have the wrong people in there. And that's all I got to say about that. Because I honestly feel that consultants are somebody just in between jobs. So we pay them to keep them off the street. I don't know, but that's, that's the way I feel. And listen, this town now, we've walked the walk. It's time to move on. Ron, so if people feel the same way about some of the things that you mentioned, how can they get in contact with you to talk about it more? My phone number is in the phone book. It's Ron Ego. I'm not away. I, you can be found anytime at 518-8888. My uh, email is ronego at rogers.com. Well, Ron, I'd like to thank you for being on the show. We know a bit more about you, where you think Wasaga Beach should be in its future plans. It was great having you on the show, and we wish you the best in the future. Thank you, Gary, and I wish you the best. Thanks, Ron. Thank you. I was talking with my guest, Ron Eagle, resident of Allenwood Beach, former NHL and WHA referee and candidate for Wasaga Beach Town Council. Ron shared with us his insights related to Wasaga Beach and where he thinks Ontario Parks and the town of Wasaga Beach can improve to meet the service requirements of its visitors and its residents. We are always interested in featuring people, community groups, and events on this show. Contact us about your idea for an It's Your Town Beach Talk show. If there's a Wasaga Beach champion out there you'd like to learn more about, talk to me. Drop me a line. We'll feature this person on one of our shows. You can email me at gary at beachbooster.com or call the Beach Booster office at 705-241-9762. We'll record your comments and questions and air them on the show or provide answers on our Beach Booster blog. I'm Gary Sarantola, host of It's Your Town Beach Talk. Talk to me. The opinions expressed by the participants of the preceding program are not necessarily those of the Beach Booster Group. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster.